Hey friends, welcome to another episode of At Home with Eastbrook Homes. On this episode, we're talking to John Seville of Benchmark Mortgage to demystify the mortgage. Is now the right time to buy? Is now the right time to refinance? All of your questions about mortgages answered next on At Home with Eastbrook Homes. As I said, my guest today is John Seville from Benchmark Mortgage. John, how are you today, my friend? I am doing great. Thank you for asking. So it is 2021, um, and and the market uh, continues to to look sort of sort of crazy. And we wanted to talk to you on at home with Eastbrook Homes today to make sense of how consumers should navigate through this if 2021 is their year. And so let's start with your view on the market, where it is, what should a homeowner, a potential homeowner, be looking at right now, and and where should they be starting in January, uh, and as far as what the rest of the year lays out. Good. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would say, you know, obviously we have challenges going on in our world right now with the pandemic going on and everything and trying to work through that. But in terms of housing, it's very, very favorable right now. Um, one from a uh, interest rate standpoint, I've been doing this for 24 years now. It'll be this year. And at no point ever in my career have I lock people in lower than uh, where they're at, where rates are at right now. So from an interest rate standpoint, very, very, very favorable for people. Um, And then also from a home appreciation standpoint, uh, also very favorable and expected to remain favorable uh, in the coming uh, year and certainly or even beyond that. So um, yeah, a very good time for people to be buying now. So John, I, I have obviously purchased a couple of homes in my lifetime, but for someone who's maybe making that jump the first time, can you explain to them why a low interest rate is so good and why it's important and sort of how that forecasts over a 30-year or a 15-year mortgage, depending on which one you're getting into? Talk a little bit about when it's super low, like it is right now, what that does for you as the homeowner over the life of the loan. Yeah, I mean, simply in terms of the difference between a higher interest rate and lower interest rate, as an example, uh, let's just use 300000 for a loan amount, um, a point difference in interest rate, which is about where rates are at right now versus where they were a year ago. So rates are about a point improved from where they were a year ago. Uh, they're right at or under 3%, which again, people need to realize that that is not a good rate. That's a historically low, close to all-time low interest rate. So a difference in a point on a $300,000 loan equates to about a savings of $170 a month in someone's payment. So, um, you know, what that says or what that does is, one, it gives buyers more purchasing power in the sense that someone could actually have a loan amount of close to 350 versus 300 and have the same payment at the 350 as they would at 300 if rates were a point higher than where they're at right now. So, you know, it, it, it has a significant impact on payment. And then it also helps from a wealth building standpoint. You know, homes are 
pretty much family's biggest asset in terms of building family wealth. Um, and and uh, equity is how you do that. And equity, simply put, is basically the difference between uh, what the value of a home is or a family's home and what they owe. And you build equity by the home appreciating and then you paying down your mortgage. And then when someone goes to sell it, so they understand the, the end part of it, right? That space between what the equity of the home is and what's left on the loan, you take with you to the next home. Correct. Correct. And, and again, and ex- kind of to give a, I'm a numbers person, so <laughs> I, I, it's kind of what I do. Um, a 300000 uh, purchase price assuming a 4% interest or a 4% appreciation rate, which last year home appreciation was at about 8.24%. It's expected to likely be at about 6% forecasts or anywhere from now they average 4% is a very conservative average based on forecasts that I'm seeing. So Assuming a 4% appreciation rate over a five-year time period, they've built on a 300000 purchase price. Based on the home appreciation, they've built 55000 in equity or wealth. In addition, they've paid down their mortgage. On that $300,000 home, assuming a 20% down initial payment, loan amount of two forty, their balance after five years is with no additional um, payments towards principal is just over 212000 So you have the 55000 in home appreciation in addition to the 27000 in uh, loan pay down. So you have a net home equity or wealth accumulation of over 82000 in a five-year time period. So let's go back 12 months because this is we're entering into year two of a global pandemic. And as we've been talking with various partners with Eastbrook Homes, this part of the universe has been going gangbusters almost since the start of the pandemic. There was a brief dip in March as everyone sort of got their sea legs, and then it sort of yep. went on. Is that what you guys experienced as well, like what was your year like in 2020 as a mortgage lender? That was, yeah, that that was. Uh, again, I've been doing this for 24 years, and I had I have never been busier than I was last year, other than that initial dip when the actual pan the the first start of the pandemic in March, and, and things for a two or three week time period were. I don't want to go back there. Let's just say that. Sure. Uh, sure. But and the reason I asked you, John, though, is because prior to if we go back even to January, so an actual calendar year, the industry was still red hot. Right. It was red. Absolutely. Hot. And so yeah. I, I wonder with your 24 years of experience, you know, when when it was red hot and I'm talking to realtors and we're doing all that stuff, everyone was kind of trying to figure out when this slows down. Then we get this dip as you and I just spoke of, and then it got even hotter. You know, what are you seeing yeah. for the rest of 2021 and into 22? When is, when will this, or do you have any idea if it will slow down or is this what we see for the foreseeable future? Not only with rates itself, but even the in- inventory issue that we're seeing, yeah. right? It's low inventory, it's high that, appreciation. It, what are you seeing in that regard? Yeah. 
so, well, one, there, I mean, there are just a lot of good things going on in the Grand Rapids area and surrounding area right now. And there have been for some time. I mean, I am doing loans for many clients that are relocating to the Grand Rapids area from other big market areas for whatever, re- you know, great place to raise a family, cost of living, uh, all that. I mean, it, it really gets down to it. In my mind, if you can handle the winter, there's not a much better place to to live than in Grand Rapids. And, uh, you know, I, I the market has been strong for the last few years. And, you know, interest rates have been very favorable for the last few years. That has helped. And, uh, you know, you, you touch on, which is probably the biggest challenge in housing right now, is inventory levels. You know, it's supply and demand. And a normal, kind of a normal market is six to seven months of inventory uh, at any one time. Right now, we're at about three months. Wow. So, there is definitely a shortage in inventory right now. And that will play itself out. Now, you know, the, the, as we get through this pandemic and people are more comfortable with allowing people into their home and, you know, they think about moving again, you know, that'll free up some inventory. I think people hearing what other people have sold their homes for um, will, will open up some inventory. People will be more apt to, to, to list their home. And honestly, a, a, a sad part of it, but, one that likely won't lead to the housing crisis that we had in 06 through 08 is, you know, people be forced to sell because of their circumstances that could largely be a result of COVID. You talked about refinancing and when the interest rates are as low as they are right now, what should homeowners who have been in their house for a minute or two be thinking about as far as refinancing? Like, what are the points that they should look at that loan and go, yeah, we should probably go down to 3% or it's not worth it to make that jump? Can you kind of explain that math Absolutely. to me? Happy to, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it varies from individual to individual, but uh, one would be, you know, time. you can easily do a analysis of what the break-even point is for someone to refinance and recoup the costs that are associated with a refinance. There's also no-cost refinances, too, where maybe they don't get quite the lowest interest rate they could get, but they get a better rate than where they're at right now without any costs. You know, that would make sense more for people that might be looking to move uh, in the next three to five years. But, you know, really... I would say if their interest rate is, well, one, if they're paying mortgage insurance and have been paying it for a while, it makes sense to look into. And and I think if it's about a half to three quarters of a point or more improvement from where they're at right now, it's absolutely worth analyzing. What's the worst thing sure. that they can figure out or come up with, conclude is that they're in a decent position. It doesn't make sense to do anything, but at least they inquired, but I'm a firm believer. Why not save the money? And what I encourage people to do is, and how they maximize the benefits of refinancing is to continue to make the same payment on the new loan that they've been making on their existing loan. Then they're building more 
equity and wealth for themselves by doing so. You know, they have been making that payment for X period of time. They've adjusted their spending habits and so forth to that payment. Take advantage of refinancing and do it, but continue to make the same payments that they have been making. Then that extra amount's going right towards principal, where mostly right now it's going towards interest. Sure. That's awesome advice. So John, last or question. Short, or shorten the term of their loan as well. We look at that as well. Awesome advice, John. So the last question I want to ask you, because Benchmark is an expert in VA loans. So can you explain you know, what a VA loan is and, and kind of your perspective from Benchmark as to why you guys have chosen that as the thing to be an expert in? Absolutely. First of all, in my opinion, VA loan or the VA loan is the best loan that's out there for those that can take advantage of it. Uh, it can be a zero down uh, loan for the veteran. Uh, it, it's it depending upon if they want to do that or not. But uh, yeah, I mean, we have made a commitment uh, to 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 make sure that the veteran active military and first responders have received this, what the service level that they have earned basically. And, you know, I, I think it's thrown out there, help a veteran, help a veteran. It's a great thing to do. And it, it is, but are you doing it for the right reasons? You know, are you truly doing it to help people that deserve it? And is that where your heart is not, are you just doing it to try and make a buck and it's a good thing to say and so forth. But our company has been for years, very, very active in, in serving our veteran community. And it's been a passion of ours over, I mean, for years now, and we have grown our service level to those veterans and first responders. And, you know, who is more deserving than those that have served us and who continue to serve us. And they deserve to be provided with world-class service. And, you know, there's a misconceived notion in the marketplace that a VA loan means not a good loan uh, it, it, or not as good a borrower. And it's, it's a nightmare mo- loan. That's just not the case. The average FICO score of a veteran borrower is about 724 right now, which is not far off from conventional financing, and it's quite a bit higher than FHA financing. So the perception that because VA can be a zero-down loan, that that means it's not as credit-worthy a borrower is absolutely not the case. The other um, kind of myth in the marketplace is that um, a VA loan is a nightmare. It takes months to get done and so forth. That's just also not the case. We are consistently closing VA loans within 30 days. So it's pretty much in line with any other loan that's out there. And, and then, you know, another kind of myth in the marketplace is that the appraisal process can take so long. It's a nightmare. They nitpick uh, the home at, that again is just not the case. There, there, there's guidelines now in place with with VA appraisers where, from the time the appraisal's ordered till the in, appraisal inspection is uh, scheduled, it has to be done within a five year uh, five day period. Um, so appraisals, VA appraisals, are usually back within a week or two, um, and 
you know, again, and they're looking for health or safety hazards um, more than anything. It's just if people haven't done a VA loan for a long period of time and they heard the horror stories of those that have worked with, they just think that's the way it is, but uh, it's just not the case. And again, they deserve to be served. I mean, they've served our country or served our communities. They they should be served and helped and taken care of, not shortchanged and felt like second, you know, backseat. They don't deserve a backseat to anybody. Absolutely. John Seville, Benchmark Mortgage. Thank you, my friend, for spending a couple minutes with us today. Have an awesome week and a happy new year. Happy to do it, Eric. Nice talking to you. Big thank you to John Seville from Benchmark Mortgage for joining us today. Until next time, I'm Eric Hulkerin, and this is At Home with Eastbrook Homes. 